0: Everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother, but the same father, Corey Ballmeister. How's it going, bro?
1: Hey, people were really wondering. I know. Just to make sure if it was indeed the same father, since we looked so much alike. So thanks I for clearing have, that up, Brad. I've
0: buried that lead. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm doing great, though, bro. How
0: about you? I'm doing wonderful. Can't complain this week has been yeah. actually fun. I've, uh, i had a really you know I, I worked a lot this weekend and okay i just took it kind of relaxing like you know tuesday i took like a mental health day i just kind yeah. of didn't do shit and just watch tv it was it
1: was nice delightful. nice you watch any uh any groundbreaking shows or just kind of caught up on your old ones oh uh, oh no i just i watched random. i just at this point
0: i just like click on something and watch i watched signs <laughs>
1: Signs. signs the yeah, old one man. like tom hanks movie not tom hanks who the hell was no, in that movie oh no the the terrible
0: person now mel gibson um
1: oh of course of course so you're just catching up on your mel gibson movies huh oh yes, you watch so i'm a nice, my mel
0: gibson did, marathon did you watch a nice <laughs>
1: hitler marathon are you trying to uh what, what's next on brad's docket <laughs> oh um, i don't know i'll
0: just check well you know i'll let social media guide me um, smart so
1: you're gonna play tron you're gonna play tron
0: oh god all
1: right so <laughs> so anyway
0: um this podcast can be found on Podbean, itunes spotify and stitcher uh and we also have a special guest this week and oh shit we did not change our special guest intro uh whatever fuck it i'll use it With this being our second time during the 99th episode, (laughs) we're not sure if it is, uh, of the Bash Bros Podcast, we wanted to bring back a guest we had for the first time we did our 99th episode of the Bash Bros Podcast, and that's none other than Brian Brown doing. BBD, how's it going?
2: Yeah, it's going great, and I'm really happy that you brought me back in for the second coming of Christ Played by Mel Gibson.
3: Uh, <laughs> sorry, the Second Coming
2: of the 99th Episode. I uh, got it confused. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, it's just, uh, it's just really uh, an honor to to be on exclusively the 99th Episode of the Bash Bros Podcast every single week.
0: So, I, uh, so here, here's the, here's yeah. the deal, everyone. Just so everyone is clear, what's going on, including ourselves. Um, yes, our yeah. our. Our editor, Jonathan, told us last week that this is going to be our 100th episode. But if you go to Podbean, um, it says that we've done 98 uploads. So this is technically our 99th episode we're doing right now. And we're just going to run with that because we actually, you know, kind of want to spruce up our 100th episode a little bit. But this week, Mm -hmm. we did none of that prep work. We just rolled up on Wednesday morning Mm -hmm. being like, oh, yeah, this is our 100th episode. Yeah,
1: uh, so now we're... now we're just going to get the message from Jonathan later on during today, Wednesday, that he's going to be like, it's the 99th episode because of X, Y, and Z. But since we're announcing it to you now, it just doesn't matter that fact. So, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like my, like Amber, my fiance, you know how every birthday is her 29. Um, oh
1: yes. yep, Yeah. I got yeah. my 29th birthday coming up in three days, bro. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. You're, you're about
0: to turn the big three aren't you?
1: i'm turning 30 on saturday y'all nice, congrats 30. man d i don't know if that's a congratulable uh offense to be honest i, mean, you I have, I have a little bit of dread i have there's, a little bit of dread of it there's nothing
2: wrong reason. with being in your 30s
1: yeah, yeah i mean Corey, like
2: there's dread nothing... it. it's just it, i don't know it's just another <laughs> age group like it's I don't yeah know.
0: like i thoroughly enjoy going to bed at nine thirty and getting up at 5 in the morning and. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you know not having any fun and my knees hurting i mean i i, I fucking yeah. love it man
1: yeah i actually pre-ordered an iv drip just in case i ever am hung over anymore i figure since i turned 30 that's what i'm gonna need instead of just you know water so yeah so
0: i i don't know if this is true or not because i was a very you know i was a younger you know uh very influenced um what is it oppression
3: impressionable
0: impressionable, impressionable? is it yeah. impressionable brian yeah. leading
1: yeah the score is right okay <laughs> yeah uh, don't question uh, me i'm almost 30 bro you know, that's I, true I <laughs> an teen, and i
0: loved i loved my uncle uncle jason yeah and, and i looked up to him and he became a certified scuba diver and he always and he ran a bar and he told me that he's like you can't own a bar without closing it down and getting up and doing the paperwork in the morning so that was his hangover cure was just straight oxygen and wow. I don't know if he actually meant that to seem cool to, to me or or if he actually did. But we lived in a landlocked state of North Dakota. So I really don't know when he found time to go scuba diving.
1: Yeah, he did really, you know, he said a lot of things that we weren't sure if he was joking or not. But the more and more I thought about it, he was probably never joking. And he just, he just yeah. was a was a very interesting human being, that's for sure. Oh, he definitely was. But yeah, so... <laughs> So, yeah,
0: hangovers get a whole lot worse. That's, that's one thing that cool. I will say.
1: Cool. I'm guessing I should, you know, pre-schedule knee surgery uh, if I plan on playing <laughs> basketball past Saturday. I, I'm guessing that's something on you, know, have, the to, you know, have to ask,
0: like, Jake Van Loon that because I don't play basketball.
2: Tom Brady. Yeah, in yeah. plays basketball. Tom Brady just won okay. a Super Bowl and he's in his 40s, Corey. He'll be all right in your 30s. Yeah,
1: exactly. As so, are as... you saying I too can win a Super Bowl in my 30s? No, dude. You, you can't. Did, oh. Not you. Anyone...
2: But someone could,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Wow. <laughs> Did
0: you all see that, that Tom Brady TikTok about like him and his son and his like physical therapist? No. No. Okay, that really kind of. It, it, that one got me, and and I'm not, I don't want to do drama here. I actually have become a Tom Brady fan for his football Ugh, yeah. stuff. Gross. But for his football, for his football. <laughs> Gross.
3: But,
0: yeah, yeah. But, well, I agree oh, I because football. he is a cheater too. Um, And and the more I've read into, like, the, you know, him taking pay cuts, but also the Patriots, him owning companies, whatever. It's all it's all a little shady. But this was kind of fucked up about Tom Brady. is He was just laying there. It's a TikTok of him laying there. Getting massaged, and his son's like, "Can I go on the internet?" And he's like, "Yes." And the son's leaving the room. And the son's preteen; I mean, maybe eleven or twelve. I don't know. Okay. And he's like, did and then Brady's like, "Did you forget something?" And the son's like, "Oh!" And he turns around and comes over to Tom Brady, laying on his back on this on the board, and he just kisses Tom Brady on the lips. And then the son, you know, just looks like dejected and walks away. And then Tom Brady's like, "Just remember, nothing's free." in this world and i'm like ew. <laughs> what <laughs> like, he's forcing his like 12 year old son to give him a kiss on the lips and telling him that nothing's free I'm like this is fucking disgusting
1: wow i mean honestly i mean i whenever i was staying in a room with brian i would force him to give me a kiss before bed but i mean i think that's different because we're not related you know <laughs> what
2: yeah. you think, oh, I right. think yeah. Tom Brady is just a just a weird gross person personally yeah but I think so Well, know. from
0: that video it, it couldn't have been anything else there has to just be a a screw loose or a screw different like he just,
1: just maybe it's from here hear me <laughs> out maybe it's from the 20 plus years of getting hit in the head by large grown men I don't I know have, I, I, mean, don't I, think I watched it could concussion,
3: do that. I watched no,
0: concussion okay. yesterday too <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, yeah, which, that is which, uh, that's pretty gross.
2: Which concussion? The one with the the one was it was it Will
0: Smith who's in it? Yeah, well, I didn't watch it yesterday. That's, oh, that's okay, a or was fly. it the
2: 1987 version of Concussion <laughs> starring Mel Gibson? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Brad, so Brad, let me get this straight. On your relaxing day off, you got you watched a Mel Gibson marathon and you watched Tom Brady kiss whoa, whoa, his son. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. You're you're filling a lot holes there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like I only watch signs. I did not watch other Mel stuff, and I saw I saw this time or anything okay, like okay. months ago. And Amber was just like, "You have to watch this. This is disgusting."
1: <laughs> yeah, so, that is uh, that is quite weird. To so get
2: back on topic, though, I don't, topic? I don't, I don't think that the 30s are that bad, Corey. You'll you'll be fine.
1: I don't, okay. I don't think it's no,
2: I think it's, they're not. I think the 30s are better than the 20s. So
1: I do, in all realness, think that you know. Um, just in my life with what I've done so far, you know, my twenties, I had a lot of fun. I was figuring my life out, going to school, you know, not sure what I'm doing. I do think I'm going to thrive in my thirties, but I, it's just the, the small amount of dread knowing that I am no longer or ever will be a 20 year old anymore. It's just that small amount of dread, but I do feel like uh, it's going to be my prime. Is the There are two
0: things that I appreciate about being in my thirties that I didn't know about in my twenties. One is, a little bit more financial security um and and the other being not not having fomo and i didn't even know what fomo was in my 20s but like for example if i was at a party that might be the last party i go to ever right like that's how my brain (laughs) functioned irrationally i would drink as much as i could not i wasn't binge drinking but i would drink and try to be there as late as i could and i didn't want to miss any of the action i wanted to have all the fun right yeah. And and now I just realized that there will be more times and I want to have a good day tomorrow. And so, you know, like I'm cool with leaving early. I, I in fact, enjoy being one of the first people to leave a party.
2: See, it's nothing, uh, foolish.
0: Nothing really good happens at, <laughs> after one in the morning anyway. It's, it,
2: it's It's the opposite for me. It's you're saying like this could be the last party. So you got to do it. I'm hoping that every party I go to is the last party. <laughs> I ever
1: get like well Brian, you got your wish. Yeah. Covid has granted that it is indeed your last True. party you will ever have to go to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I just don't enjoy that kind of like raucous social gathering that I, that like that anymore. Yeah. I like I like way is- more low-key chill environments
3: so
1: i've gotten to that too especially so like what i have always loved and which is kind of funny my 29th birthday uh last year it was i I went to a a concert because this was like the weekend that covid like shut down the nba and then kind of everything uh followed suit you know almost exactly a year ago
0: (laughs) yes because they are the trailblazers
1: it really was yeah there are the portland trailblazers blazers (laughs) but uh i was at a concert on March thirteenth, me and Ross were like, you know, having a couple beers, hanging out at Martin's. If you guys remember that place in Roanoke, I don't remember very well. Yes, but I, I was at a concert where on stage it, it was the band was called Sex Brews, Question mark. It was a very very <laughs> weird band, and like at one point they're making flapjacks on stage. Well, like. Performing and they're just throwing flapjacks out to people and like throwing candy out. And then as I look back on that, cool, I was, was like, This was a cult. <laughs> no, as I look back, I'm like, wow, this was definitely unable to happen when COVID really hit. They're just throwing food into the crowd that people were just like, yep, I'll eat that. <laughs> and how, how naive uh, I was exactly a year ago uh to COVID. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> I like how it started with like, I'm getting older, too. Like, COVID is a real thing, everyone.
1: Well, no, no, no. I'm saying COVID was not happening a year ago, Today, you know, for my birthday. My last birthday, I was at a concert where they were throwing flapjacks and stuff. And then, like, a week later, everything went on lockdown. So, it was, like, the last really fun day I got to go on. Oh sure. And then and then lockdown hit is is what I was trying to say. So So it's like the year anniversary of that really fun concert. And now this birthday is gonna feel, you know, a lot different. So now
2: the the takeaway that I'm getting from this is that now that Corey's in his thirties, he's no longer willing to eat flapjacks (laughs) thrown at him.
3: (laughs) Oh oh, no, I'm still willing.
2: so what,
1: I'm still willing, they just will not be doing that because okay. of COVID restrictions. So what we're yeah. explaining is there's no growth yet. So there's yeah, you haven't
2: yet hit your yeah,
1: well he's not 30 yet. So
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah. He hasn't
1: yeah, I'm still yet. A, I'm still a young, irresponsible twenty nine year old that's been catching flapjacks from strangers <laughs> exactly. uh, all day, actually. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Oh that, that reminds me. All right, so your birthday <laughs> is on the thirteenth?
1: the 13th yep
0: good okay because my mom's then is on the 15th i've always known that one of you is on the 13th and one is on the 15th but i never can remember which is which
1: just whoever shows up first be like okay now i remember <laughs> yeah, the other uh,
0: one there uh, we go i disappoint first then i usually hit the next one
1: it's always me buddy don't yeah. worry about it <laughs> <laughs> you got it in the right order because if you forget your moms then you know you got problems but you forget your little brothers that's okay
0: yeah, I mean, we don't. Yeah, that that is one thing that we shower each other in gifts all the time. We don't need birthdays.
1: Exactly. Exactly. These are showering
2: each other. Is this like a Tom Brady thing? I don't want to know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for free, Brian. Well then, Brian, Nothing don't check our free. TikToks. Do not check
1: our TikToks, Brian. <laughs> Goddamn. All right, all right, should we talk some magic, y'all?
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a good. Spot We've to lost
1: end. Andrea, so we lost yeah. Andrea like
2: thirty minutes ago.
1: What are you talking about? We've only been talking
0: for like thirteen minutes.
1: I yeah, but the Tom my the Tom case. Brady kiss. Andrea was out. He's like, yeah, nope. I don't, I don't that play that sport. Up. It's
0: fucking gross. <laughs> I don't
1: really want to, but yeah, we'll it's... we'll have a link in our no, uh, no, in our podcast. No, we won't. No, we won't.
0: <laughs> the Bash Bros Podcast is probably sponsored by BCW Supplies.
1: BCW offers great products at an even better price.
0: From their Elite Two Sleeves to the Deck bot line, you're sure to get an amazing product.
1: I've been using their sleeves and deck boxes for the last year, and let me tell you, bro, their durability is unparalleled.
0: Well, if you're interested in trying them out yourselves, you can go to bcwsupplies.com and order today.
1: BCW Supplies, protect, store,
0: display. Slogans, marketing, magic. Wow. So we're going to talk about magic this week. We've got the uh, Strixhaven Championship qualif no not a qualifier anymore no the call time we got the call time championship in a couple weeks here that brian Mm -hmm. and i are preparing for and so we're going to talk about both formats a little (coughs) bit um but before that let's talk about you know where things were which is this past weekend there was two big tournaments Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. mtg melee Mm -hmm. we had Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. scg Strixhaven championship qualifier which was won by just guy cycling with lurus uh by uh I don't know how, how to pronounce his name, but it's Brazil Jr. We'll just do it that. Um,
1: <laughs> Nailed it.
0: And then another major tournament was won by none other than Corey Baumeister who won the Insights Esports 5K this weekend. Let's <laughs> go.
1: Let's go. That's the way more important event. Let me tell you, you know, I mean, any event won by Soltai and also won by me is just got to be... <laughs> just gotta be really important like you know
0: i was telling you about that tournament told you to play it you did and (laughs) yeah you just took the whole thing down with Soltai and the Mythoses.
1: yeah it was pretty sweet so i was practicing for that tournament i hadn't really played standard at all for like a week and a half um since the league weekend like after the league weekend i'm like okay you know now i'm done with standard i kept kept close eye on it but did not practice a ton so i actually hit a bbd um, because I thought rogues was going to be pretty sweet, so I like bugged I bugged Brian for like you know thirty minutes or so about a a good list, and then I played, and I was like, okay, I'm going to play rogues. This seems sweet, and I just could not win a match to save my life. And I'm like, <laughs> yep, it was like three thirty in the morning, the night before the tournament. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to try Sultai one more time. I won two matches with the Mythos version. I'm just uh, I'm just like, yeah, I'll lock it in. That that sounds good.
0: Yeah, no, it was kind of crazy. It was a very you you took out a lot of the the anti blue stuff and you just kind of made your deck a like i'm going to try to smush all the the permanent based decks you know like the decks <laughs> where you want permanence where they are going to be playing permanence and you have to interact with them and yeah. um yeah you just threw these two blue mythos in your deck and now for those who don't know i don't know mythos of illumini aluna aluna yeah um yeah mythos of aluna which is two cost blue blue and you can copy any permanent in play if i'm correct yep um and, and you get a token of that permanent if you'd paid um blue and green so the total casting cost of teamer plus blue red and then, green yep yeah red and green plus blue blue then if it was a creature it comes into play where it fights something uh yep. and yeah so this was just a card that you know no one else has tried <laughs> in this deck and you threw it in there um you know i would have thought that that was too many four drops or you know this wasn't good but you said it worked really well for you and mm-hmm. and ended up doing a lot and then a lot of people are asking about it and i don't know if it's going to be mainstream <laughs> and if this is just a cory fucking thing um, yeah
1: so so the main thing behind it is that whole week i was playing pioneer and i was just playing azika's chariot uh four color luca uh, azika's chariot and i was just like god mythos with azika's chariot just seems awesome and you know, I was just doing some disgusting things with it. And then me and you were talking, Brad, and we were talking just like the expected metagame that we were that we were thinking we were gonna see. And I think we pretty much you know came to the conclusion that we were gonna see Teamer Adventures, uh, Soul tie and Nay Adventures were like and the decks cycling, that we were yeah. expecting and cycling. So I was like, yeah, this seems like a lot of permanent-based stuff where you know Mythos is basically unplayable against like rogues or any kind of slower control deck. So if those were prevalent, there was no way I was going to play that card. But I was playing Pioneer, and, I, and it ended up just being excellent for me every time. Copying something, if I got to fight, and then um, crew whatever creature I mythosed, um with Azika's Chariot, and then you attack with the Chariot, you get to copy that um, token again. And the one thing that kind of threw the card over the edge to me was, I did not even know this, but if you choose the fight modes and you fight something, and then you actually just copy it, like, next turn, you still get that fight clause so, on the card. So It the, just stays the, on it. Yeah, yeah, the
0: creature that is made by Mythos, if you paid red and green, it is on the card. The com- It says yeah. it has a come-into-play ability where it fights. So the card just keeps that, and so if you make a clone of it, it keeps that on. So if mm-hmm. you mythos that token, it would fight twice.
1: Yep, exactly. So then one one of the two test matches I played, the first one I just went, like, Chariot on four, and then turn five, I Mythos with Kicker, because I just got lucky and drew the Ketchery Triumph, which doesn't happen in Sultai that often, so that was pretty lucky, but then I Mythos to Lovestruck Beast, fought an Innkeeper, crewed with a Zika's Chariot, attack, copied that Lovestruck Beast, and fought the <laughs> 1-1 Shaheen token, or the Heart's Desire token. And I'm just like, yep, that'll do it. That'll be enough. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't super tested. And then it was fine in the event, but uh, you know, not anything that I was like the best thing ever. Like it is in Pioneer. I do think it's an insane card there because you have a lot more Greenlands um that you play. But yeah, it was a fun tournament. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh so shout out to Inside Esports for hosting a cool event yeah
0: 108 players uh, gave away 5k they're trying they've started a new IQ system where they're running these single elimination five round tournaments during the weekdays one a week I think um, the first one was yesterday so or t- technically today recording so I can't really tell you how it went yeah. um but yeah they're they're really excited they they want to keep learning um they're they're just they want to keep learning and growing so props to them uh, you'll keep seeing them so I like I suggested online go follow them on social media because they're going to keep running tournaments and they're just going to keep getting better.
1: Corey, mm-hmm. um, and if you, you too could take second in those events too if you play. So <laughs> Corey, <laughs> can, yes, Brian?
2: congratulations on winning, but I still feel betrayed you didn't play Rogues. Just think you could instead of winning the tournament with Soultie playing a wacky ass card, you could have gone yeah. 5 and
0: 4 with Rogues and gotten I mean Rogues did take second Ooh. in both of these tournaments.
1: Yeah, it, it Brian, you would have been impressed. I did play against rogues and the player was undefeated in the finals. And like, I five game one. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be close. I kept a hand of ultimatum four lands. I'm like, yeah, I got him. No big deal. And they end up like, you know, we play a long game and I had a foretold all runs epiphany and five lands in play and two ultimatums in my hand. And they ended up, you know, seemed pretty attritioned out and just went for Luris put a creature into play, go, tapped out. I'm like, oh my God, if if I can draw a land six into land seven, they are done, you know? And that's what happened. And I ended up winning a close game one. And then game two, I was just basically tutoring every single turn and just drawing exactly what I needed every single turn. I got so unlucky. It was unbelievable. Wait, are, you,
0: are, you, are you talking about your match or Brian and I's match from,
1: from <laughs> my, league my match? <laughs> oh yeah, was yours a, a luck sack match as well? I don't think
2: Brad. Uh, yeah, I, Brad didn't draw that well. I just drew badly. Yeah, he just oh, he okay, just okay. breaked both
0: games one and two. Like He just drew really bad. I even like, fucked up game two really bad and didn't get punished.
1: Mm, you fucked up by not putting Mythos of Aluna in your deck. Yeah. You no, up no,
2: deck that was selection. not my problem. Oh, okay. So what's the deal yeah. with cycling though? Winning this other tournament
1: is that uh, is that yeah, a real thing hell? or a fluke? So it's been doing good, actually.
0: No, it, uh, cycling has just become much more robust, and the decks. So the decks that super punish the cycling decks are just they're 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 kind of been pushed out of the metagame. So um yeah I, i'll go on a little spill if you want me to because i know a lot about this deck i've actually been playing with it sure um
1: yeah hit us
0: yeah so there are th- there's actually three different builds of jessica right now standards in a really weird spot well there's like three different night decks three different jessica decks two different teamer decks um and we don't know what the best ones are but so there's there's four color jessica cycling with Loris, where it plays a little bit of black for memory leak or whatever that's called the black cycling uh coercion yeah, then there three is three mana
1: the, duress basically yeah though.
0: The more popular build, which is just Guy cycling with Lurus, I just won, and then another build that Grigorskowski played in league play that's uh, that's been being popular, where you don't get to play with Loris, but instead it's you play with
1: Chunky, Lur- Chonky cycling, Ch- right? <laughs> I'm calling
0: it. I'm calling them just Guy cycling with parentheses Loris and just Guy cycling because that's just a way better way to say it, but.
1: You've been working on SCG too long. You're really boring these uh, deck names up a little bit. Well, aren't you? I
0: think Chonky is a terrible <laughs> fucking name.
1: Yeah, it really yeah I really is. Big Red's Such
0: a better name than Chonky Red. Big Red sounds great. Can I? Can yeah, I do my Big Red Gum? Can I do yeah. my
2: anti-Chonky rant again? Or
0: oh fuck yeah, let's yeah, do it. Hell
2: yeah. Nah, it's it's <laughs> it's been done before. I'll save for the hundredth episode.
0: Yeah. Oh,
2: good
1: call. Um, good but Yeah, call. so
0: so then there's that version that's that's not playing Lures, so it can play four of the pyromancer main. And the uh the zero four for call is red that whenever you draw your second card for the turn, deal three to any target. And then also the oh three, I forgot what it's called, um jaw rail or whatever, there whenever you discard Royale. for the first time, Ryle, Yeah, Ryle, whenever you discard for the first time, um draw that many cards. So effectively, it just lets you draw an extra card every turn, or maybe two. And it plays some Teferi,
1: plays. and it plays fo- some four mana to right? Uh, well, no,
0: they don't play that anymore. He played it, but no, no uh, one, no one respectable plays it anymore. That was in the initial build, but then it kind of got cut. What about you know,
2: unrespectable people?
0: Unrespectable people still play to fair, yes. Um,
1: Yeah, it's the mythos of cycling, really. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so the thing about this deck is the mana base got better, um, and it even improved even more with the new set, so that it's way easier to um, to get off these um, whatever the allegiances are called. I think. What are they called? I always want to call them the improbable allegiance or alliance. improbable, improbable alliance. alliance. Yeah, improbable alliance. Um, so those are more consistently cast, which is nice.
3: And I like then, that.
1: Uh, I like that you always nail one of the words, Brad, and then the other word no, of I'm a card. A it's wrong. like it's like a mad lib, you know, like you just insert some random other word. Uh, I love it.
0: Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm. I. I. You couldn't get me to name half these cards, and I've been playing this deck for like three days. Yeah, like honestly, I. Uh, I. I know one of them's called Go for
1: Blood. And one of them is a fox. Um, but but I bet you know exactly word for word what every one of those cards does. Oh, for sure. So that's sure. the ha- that's half the battle. <laughs> but that's more than half the battle. And I bet
2: you, yeah, I uh, bet you know what that one drop says. Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I know I know what they all do except for their names. All of them. Oh, I Brad, even know they Their creature Brad, types. You know.
1: You got to back up. That joke went over your head. It was pretty good. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Yeah, Brian, you want to repeat that?
2: Uh, I I just made a what does the fox say joke.
1: Oh, Oh, God. Yeah, (laughs) he's like, I bet you know what that one drop says, and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) I got you, Brian. I got you. you. (laughs) Thank you, Corey.
0: (laughs) But so, the reason that these decks are good now is they're not just all kind of like ride your bike down a hill, as Day9 said on one of his streams, and hope you don't (laughs) fall solar flare them strategy anymore. They're way more robust, where you have the the alliance. You have all these token generators. Mm-hmm. Your spells are actually castable, um, and some mm-hmm. of, and sometimes they're good. Like sometimes being able to have a combat trick of of turn something into a four four is is real. Tapping two creatures mm-hmm. isn't that bad. Even drawing four cards isn't that bad. Um, yep. And so the deck is a little more robust and does more things. And then the other version that has you know the three drops that can answer things on the board the and so the best the reason why this deck is also doing well right now is two of the decks uh, a card and a strategy are both kind of pushed out of the metagame elspeth's mm-hmm. nightmare um oh, yeah. doom foretold decks are kind of bad and Corey has a love for elspeth's nightmare and Sultai. i think it's hot garbage um yeah
1: i yeah i want to bring up a point after you're done yeah um, and but so elspeth's
0: head. nightmare isn't part of the metagame anymore and gruel adventures isn't part of the metagame anymore because gruel Adventures it gets beat up by all the other adventure decks mm-hmm. and
1: so Nea crushes it
0: yeah and so because <laughs> gruel is so bad against the other adventure decks um Luris, you know this or these jessica second decks don't have to worry about the love stark beast Embercleave decks anymore they're gone mm-hmm. um
3: mm-hmm.
0: you still have Monterey that has Embercleave, but that's and and that is one of its tougher matchups um but gruel being 30 percent of the metagame every single tournament is is not a part of it anymore so, Jeskai is preying on that fact.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree, and I think the biggest comparison I have to this deck is just like a Dredge and Modern. It's it's one of those decks that if you pick the right metagame for it, you're gonna have a very easy tournament. But if people want to respect this deck and 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 put forth effort to do so, it's not that hard of a deck to beat. And that's the main thing for me that I'm all about is right now I'm at two Elspeth Nightmare in the main of Soltai, one more in the board for this deck because I just think that card's really good right now. Hitting these Naya Adventure decks where you get Innkeeper and then chapter two, you get to get Showdown perfectly fine. And then again, Cycling, it's just unbelievable, you well, know? Um, And while I agree, you know, it's like really bad against Soltai, it's also good against Rogues um and stuff. So right now I think Um, Not only is Elspeth's Nightmare really good in Soul Tide, but also Disdainful Stroke. So I have three of those, um, three of each of those cards post-board against Cycling, and I just never struggle with this matchup. And I feel like other decks, I, I don't play a ton of the other strategies, but I feel like there's cards from every other deck that if you wanted to respect and try to beat Cycling, you could do so, but people just weren't last weekend and maybe still won't be for this weekend.
0: I mean, I still, I, I, I still have a hard disagreement on Elspeth's uh, nightmare and the fact that I think that all three modes have to be good for that card to be good. And I think
1: two. I think if two modes sure, are good, it's great. I think it's three. Um, well, three is rogues and cycling. That's the only match. I don't even think it's, it's good against cycling. Um, the, the third first, mode. No, the first mode. The first mode. Well, you I mean, if token. you're on, if you're on the play, you get flourishing fox and if you're on uh, and if you're on the draw you get what they can get their fox up to three on the draw oh that's true that's true okay but you know you still can get a healer you can get a stinger you can get a one one of a recruiter i agree the first chapter is the worst but it's still playable and if all three are playable and if at least one of them is great then i think the card is excellent and if two of them are good i think the card is good that that's my range on that card and i i do think all 3 are playable and two of them are insane you know
0: yeah two two are good but that that's been yeah. my rule with that card like i just good. i just and and to be fair the card that every naya deck is bringing if naya was a bad matchup then i would say that elspeth's nightmare is a card that i want because every single naya deck is using um uh the 2 3 whatever it's called um radon radon yeah to to yeah. attack you and if those were bad matchups then I'd say, great, bring it in, right? Because that they're so one dimensional, they just raid on you to fight you. And um, I mean,
1: that's a that's another reason for Elspeth Nightmare, right? Like,
0: if if they were beating you, but they're not beating you, I can ignore that matchup.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree, it is a good matchup, but I have lost to that card, and I know you have too. I've watched it. <laughs> well, of
0: course, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think you'll come around um, if you play enough standard. Like I played yeah. a ton with with Soltai. I just found. I was constantly frustrated with Elspeth's Nightmare. Um, yeah, and I'm really willing to be people, wrong about it. I hope, it, hope more people yeah. put it in their deck, truth be told. I don't. Um, yeah. Well,
2: don't. you don't, because you're,
0: you're a Demir,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, I think Brad yeah, I is 100% correct. Elspeth's Nightmare fucking sucks. <laughs> Everyone should put it in all of their decks.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm under the camp that I could be wrong about it, because this is mostly theory. Since this 5k that I played in, I, that has just been the idea that I would like to incorporate, and I've been watching a lot of uh, Kyle Bogumus's, uh journey he's been putting on Twitter, because it seems like every weekend he's been, you know, all in on trying to win these SCG events. So it's been fun to watch his um, evolution of the deck, and I feel like me and him share a lot of the same philosophies on Sultai. Um, but I haven't played a ton with them to test, so I could easily... I, I'm willing to be wrong on, on those assumptions, but...
0: Yeah, like I think so. So, this is just where I come from with Soltai. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, I'm part of the team that played it in the league thing, and we actually played a lot of Soltai trying to play with it. And so, like, and it might, and yeah. Kyle just started picking this deck up. But I think the initial yeah. mistake everyone made with Soltai from the beginning was making it a control deck when it's a ramp deck. Okay. And I think that a lot of the changes that Kyle has been making to the deck is to make it a control deck and not a ramp deck. Um,
1: Yeah, I'll sorry to interrupt you, but I totally agree. I saw him cut a duress uh, in the sideboard down to two duresses, and I'm like closer to going to four because of what you told me uh, really resonated with me. And what Stan told you um, is that, you know, duress is so good at being a proactive answer that you want to push through your big spells instead of using disputes um, because they get so invalidated later on in the game. That I, I think that is. The one thing you cannot be doing is cutting I mean, duress. Yeah the the yeah.
0: the best the best thing you said to me that resonated with me and I mean that that ended the duress debate of for like is is for the correct number is mm-hmm. duress is the only way to interact with your opponent's hand and also cast <laughs> your salt ultimatum the moment you get to seven mana exactly that's, that's the only way you can do it and so if that's the only way you can do it then then you should play for duress it's also great against cycling it's great against um demir it's great in the mirror because mm-hmm. cultivates so good in the mirror. And so, yeah, get, if you can strip that, this, you, yeah. you screw them up. Yeah, I don't think it's the um, only
2: way you can do that. There's also like that that two mana discard spell, right? Well,
0: hand disruption. I can Discrunch. I can yeah. change duress to hand disruption. Um, Just the fact it's just hand disruption is the best thing. But yeah, the two mana one. Sorry to cut you off, but that's what I meant. Like I did not want to argue semantics. Like I, duress can be hand disruption.
3: Oh, I knew. Or what
2: I about if you, you meant, meant? I just wanted to. <laughs> I was just being I cheap, liked it. cheeky and also trying
3: to
1: get clarification for people listening.
0: Yeah, you could play Agonizing Remorse. Um,
1: you can also Mythos your Elspeth's Nightmare on turn six and then duress them with Chapter Two on turn seven and then cast Soulfell.
0: Yes, everyone just fucking put Mythos and Elspeth's Nightmare in your deck. You'll do so well this weekend.
1: I agree with Brad wholeheartedly. Let's clip that. I wish <laughs> everyone, I had a sound more. I wish I had a sound more. Mythos and Elspeth's Nightmare in your deck and you'll
2: do so well last weekend there it is yeah. oh
1: yeah <laughs> oh yeah damn right standard doesn't move fast we know that so it's going to be the exact same metagame last weekend that it will be next weekend so
0: i mean speaking of that actually we should talk about the next deck um that yeah. i'd like to to say something about with standard um uh, a deck that just popped up this this last weekend well it's st- it it read the fire reinvigorated or reflamed or whatever um got the stoke the flames from croquis day one of the Strixhaven uh, qualifier weekend where he played a version of Naya that played Trotsky and Clarion Spirit or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And the adventure package, um, including the one two, I should remember these names. This is also a deck that I've been playing a ton of. Jasper
1: Sentinel.
0: Yeah, Jasper Sentinel. Um, And what's crazy about this is this deck is becoming popular. It actually took, it was in the top four of the SCG. It's one of the more popular Naya decks right now. And it's doing well, but what's mind blowing about this is, fucking Michael Majors wrote about this in week two on Star City Games of this <laughs> format. He did an entire article on this archetype, this yeah. this Despera Sentinel or whatever, uh, Clarion Spirit, Prosky Showdown of the Scalds deck with a couple Felidar retreats, and he wrote about this on week two, and nothing, crickets, no one tried it, no <laughs> one did anything with it. And then like a month later, Croaky's just 7 O's day one with it. Um, and now it's becoming popular and and good.
1: And it's Croaky's deck now, right? Oh, for sure. People
3: think it's Crokey's <laughs> deck,
1: yeah. Oh, I bet he did. I don't yeah. even
0: know if he read that article. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just crazy to still see Michael Majors just in the shadows, not getting the respect he deserves.
1: I mean, I still remember when we were in Dublin, you know, I remember him just week one, us testing and he's playing this weird, you know, four color energy Felidar Guardian Sahili deck that you know three weeks later had to be banned and you know even won me a GP and none of us ended up playing it but he straight up had it.
0: Well, and, he actually uh, we we just refine didn't have a right. You know?
1: We didn't have the right list of it. And yeah, we didn't refine. Ryan it, and no. I
0: got close. So, what so that actually was a frustrating moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, Our deck was still
1: gas that tournament. Oh
0: yeah, we crushed. I went like eight two because everyone played vehicles and we just
1: yeah, randomly. I went like six vehicles four and with I... the deck
2: that I played that weekend, which was the same as your guys's, of course. Oh. No, you vroom, played vroom. the Jeskai deck. Right? Yeah, I played a shitty ass Jeskai control deck, but I did go six and four. So <laughs> it's the best anyone's yeah, went, ever I... done with a heinous control. deck I went
0: deck. nine one or eight two. Yeah. I can't remember. I know. I I know. I top. I might have went nine one actually.
1: Yeah, you did no, great. No, I, went I remember I min cash that
0: one. I, I went 9-1 with Nasty Saraski. That's my 9-1 Pro Tour constructed finish with Nasty fucking Saraski. Uh, What's
3: that? That's uh, Surak the Hunt it's, Caller.
0: It's... Uh, we put it in Obzon.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That was okay. one of my shining moments was that deck. Granted, I did horrible with it, but everyone else who played it went like 9-1 or 8-2. Oh, or <laughs> oh yeah. We, no,
0: we <laughs> all did very well with it. And also sorry for for swapping real quick i just to tell the story i think that was one of my also favorite pro tour moments because we almost saw into the future there because we all you and i knew going into that pro tour that we were playing with that card knowing no one else will play it everyone will make fun of it and it won't be good after the tournament but for that weekend it was gonna be good
1: yeah I love those kind of things, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I think like Shota is the king of that, like building a deck that if you pick that up and play it the next week, you are a fool. But for well, that event, because it's he awesome, was a fool you know, for
0: playing it that week. I don't know. Yeah. About, no, no, I mean, he, 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 All right. All
1: right. Maybe that's only, a bad example. That guy, Shota can only play Shota decks. Shota <laughs> would have
0: doubled his like <sighs> records and stats and magic if he just played reasonable decks.
2: I agree with that. Hmm. Yeah, he would, mm. he
0: would be one of the all-time greats. Like, he already is considered one of the all-time greats, but I mean, he would be yeah. up there with the debate of the top five because yeah, he would Shota have that many real. accomplishments if he just didn't play fucking shitty decks every single time. I mean, I'm like 8-1 <laughs> against Shota only because I'm p- always playing the, like, the fucking stock the green mid-range counter deck and he's always <laughs> yeah. playing some shitty control deck.
2: Yeah, I feel like the times that he does actually just pick a deck and that's part of the metagame and play it he does really well like i'm re- like he top four yeah. the worlds that i won with uh band company you know like
1: yes. yeah th- i just remember the first pro tour i came back in hawaii where he won with that absurd control deck uh oh that yeah was that, that was i think right yeah yeah
0: yeah oh yeah he just a deck that he built the, the night before yeah but carlos yeah. won that if he didn't put the uh the blue Red land into play untapped when it shouldn't have been. Anyway, all right. So back to Naya <laughs> Spirits. Um, so Naya Spirits, uh, the thing I like about this deck, though, <laughs> truth be told, is it plays on a speed and a fundamental level in the adventure mirrors that I didn't think was possible. This deck is like lean in the mirrors mm. where you're just faster. Like, you know, like you've played with these adventure packages, right, Brian? Like, do, you know, yeah. the only time when you go, like, you know, Lovestruck beast token into Edgewell inkeeper into Lovestruck beast. The only time you feel like you're being swarmed and beaten real bad is like mono red super fast ember cleave draw, right? You're like, "Okay, I'm losing to that draw." But in these mm-hmm. mirrors, you could have that draw and they could have seven creatures in play. <laughs> they just <laughs> go like, you know, set on turn 1 and then they play Edgewell inkeeper keeper or they could play clearing Spirit into Edgewell inkeeper make a token. Next turn, Lovestruck beast into a token and then play a four drop um and or even play four drop under there i mean that you just go wide fast and
1: as long the, as your opponent doesn't have elspeth nightmare of course that of course that up, yes no
0: this deck yeah. actually elspeth nightmare would be good is good against this build it's great oh.
1: yeah
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like this deck
2: and every other deck that we've talked about so far elspeth nightmare no, would be just, great but the card just, does no, no, suck but no, no, the card is hot,
1: said,
0: garbage <laughs> i just said if i was doing bad against the naya decks with soul that it would be worth putting in your deck. But that's ah. that's like, you know, that's like overkill. It's it's, you know, I I need the card space for other matchups that I'm losing.
2: Yeah, this like, deck looks gotcha. this deck looks sweet. Feldar retreat. I'm I'm glad that card's seeing play cuz it Yes. it seemed way like too good to not see play. It seemed pushed.
1: Yeah, it really did seem pushed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think this deck is pretty cool as well. Um I don't know, I just I personally am not in love with it and we haven't really seen it win any events. So I i think it takes more than this oh excuse me, than this cool new flashy Nea deck to get me off Soultai personally, but that's just my playstyle and the deck that I really, really enjoy. <laughs> was, um but I you know, mean this is a good deck. I
2: honestly feel like if a de- if like Soul Tide was not a deck that existed, this deck would be incredibly fucked up.
1: Oh mm. uh, yeah, probably. I bet this beats rogues, right? Um, uh, well, but I, sure. what I do think, you think,
2: Brian? I I depends on the sideboard. I I, I don't. What's the sideboard yeah. look like on this
1: one? It's four ox, four phoenix of ash. Um, <laughs> it I don't believe there's a couple one
2: scavenging or two ADOS, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's pretty stock. Stock. Yeah, just, stock. The yeah. reason the reason
0: <laughs> that the, the, it doesn't have a sideboard for the matchup because. I, I think wow, this deck
1: they have nothing for the magic. Well,
0: but I think this deck actually is very favored against them. Um because I... if you if you land you land <laughs> a lot of you spray the board, they don't have sweepers right now. And yeah, um, most of the lists have the crippling chill card or whatever. Oh, they do have they do have that, yeah. The night minus three minus three. But Beladar Retreat has always been like kind of absurd against um so one thing rogues. I want to
2: say about this is I'm giving mm-hmm. away a little I don't know if it's tech or not, but um negate is incredibly good against these decks i think oh for sure Yeah, negating
1: five fives is pretty badass yeah like
2: you can (laughs) negate you can the fact that all these creatures like bone crusher and lovestruck Beast, are negatable if they if they cast the other half first plus it being so good against like chariot Retreat showdown etc like i I just think negate is incredible against decks like this now i I, and I i feel like that's a card that intuitively people would not choose to put into their deck against a green creature deck um
1: yeah but but i also think how many people could just uh you know make the play of not casting the adventure side and just cast the five five against you but people i bet just don't do that because they're greedy but if people started doing that it would probably be pretty bad again right well
2: i mean if people just play a love strike beast and not the one one then they're not attacking with it and then it doesn't matter right like
1: yeah, but they, I mean, I'm saying if they already have one ones, you know, and it's just playing the extra Heart's Desire just because they have the mana for it when they already have, let's say, Clarion Spirit tokens. Like, I bet not enough people well, ignore well, casting that. Yeah, you that. can, sure. you can play,
0: like, let's yeah. like, you can play around Negate. That's that's not important to talk about here, okay. in my opinion. I think Negate is worth bringing in this matchup. Look at all the 4-drops. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, agreeing even as well. if you well, can't negate but, a Lovestruck
2: yeah. Beast, like, they're still going to want to cast Bone Crusher as Stomp. Yes. They're still and, yeah. and and if they're not casting Bone Crusher or Stomp, that's also good for you, and like yeah, there's, three they still right? have all these four yeah. drops that are incredibly powerful that you want to negate. So, yeah, I, I I would guess that I don't know. I'd have to play the matchup, but I would get th- this deck doesn't look that scary to me as a Rogues
0: player.
1: And I, maybe I have, really. I, have
0: pl- I have played the matchup and I have like kind of embarrassed Rogues and the but I've had good draws. But like when you have and t- it's
1: not a great player playing Rogues, well, I imagine. <laughs> well, sure. Um, yeah. Well, but- I'm saying a good rogues player and a bad rogues player. Yeah, like or Ro- a rogues, rogues on, player rogues, are different. Yeah. Rogues it always
2: is underperforming in percentages from like the non mpl weekends and is usually overperforming yeah. in the MPL weekends. So that I I just think that it, it is just a deck that has a really high skill level in terms of piloting and sideboarding and. Mm-hmm. De- even just how you construct your rogues deck, that I, I just I think it's that deck that everyone just everyone has a good matchup against rogues, or they you know. But then you play against like Paulo in the MPL, and he beats the shit out of you. So it's
0: like, yeah. Well, no one's playing in the Paulo in the MPL, right? Like, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. But I'm just letting you know the top draws of this deck put four creatures into play by turn two, and like sometimes I've played against rogues. I have played against other controlling decks they just can't keep up with the speed cuz then on turn 3 you're playing one of your four drops and it's like you, like the, the top draws of this deck are just so wide and so fast and not even in a, a controller or a blue black matchup the one card uh what's it called the the land spell um the takedown Kybera takedown <laughs> that card's actually just like gas in this deck i i did not think it was going to be good in this deck um which one yeah, I think it's called Kybera Takedown. It's colorless Oh, white. is
1: it the protection spell, right? No,
0: no, it's the colorless white, and you <laughs> deal damage to a creature or planeswalker equal to the number of creatures you control. Oh. For instant speed. And it's it services as a land sometimes, but also like it being your removal spell, like this deck actually has a ton of removal. Um mm. and it acts as a land for your, you know, when you need to get to your um uh your Faladars and your other four-drops, like, but also you can uh what's cool is you can play Clarion spirit like let's say you have one creature in play and they have a bone crusher and you want to kill it you can play your mm-hmm. Clarion spirit and then you can play your takedown on it triggering the clearing spirit to get a one one now you have three creatures to kill the creature yeah and so that's that, pretty cool that happens but yeah that <laughs> card has been phenomenal i i was thoroughly impressed with it um yeah that does seem good to me it's very good in this deck
2: yeah i mean yeah. i i agree with you that the top draws of these naya kind of these decks like this are are, are always hard to beat like Rogues couldn't beat the top draws of even other Nia decks or whatever either. Like mm-hmm. the, the those like double innkeeper draws and shit. Those those were always going to win. Um, but like you can you can construct the same argument the opposite way and like you know if you have turn one Sentinel and I have a turn one Deadweight and then a turn two, you know, Rogue or or a removal spell into getting set up. Like I For don't sure think this of course. A like I
1: don't either. know. Like, for sure or the or the crippling thing does seem quite good uh i don't know how many rogues players are playing that and i i was you know i was I was, i was i was talking to you brian when i was gonna play rogues and like i saw a list with four in the main i was just like jesus christ are people really playing that many of these cards you know uh i was gonna play none with your recommendation but
2: yeah, I, I haven't played any. I I did test with that card. I didn't really like it that much, but I think every. Rogue but this list deck
1: list. wasn't out there too, you know. Yeah. Maybe you'd change your mind. I think every rogue deck the, the basically has it.
2: that that sweeper in the sideboard at this point. And I know, yeah. I know, I'm like skewed into liking rogues, but I looking at mm-hmm. this deck list, I don't think it is more scary than a traditional like
0: like gruel. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like yeah. I, I would rather play against this than yeah gruel with a bunch of oxes and stuff like.
1: Felidar Retreat does seem like a really tough card to deal with if it resolves. Just enchantments in general, you know, Rogues has always really struggled with. um, You know, just just trying to remove them.
2: That card is the Great Henge, basically, of this
1: matchup, where you can't let that one resolve. Yeah, that card's the Elspeth Nightmare of this matchup for sure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. (laughs)
2: Uh, That's true. You
1: can't let that one resolve or it's over yeah, I is over. It doesn't matter the matchup. yeah. yeah. um, but yeah, I, I
0: actually think that this deck's here to stay, um, just because it has been exceptionally impressive in the other adventure mirrors, um, yep. I have found that you're just leaner and faster, and your your adventure exchanges, I feel like, are better because they're slower and therefore they have to play more control. So you have more time to get your showdowns into play or your or your because very rarely are they going to get on the front foot they're a little this slower is,
1: this does seem like the best showdown on the scalds deck um that i've seen so far and i think the close second was like the the naya fury just because you really need to you need to be fast with that card and you need to almost treat your deck like a combo deck and jasper sentinel i think works very well with that so i, don't, I do love that i don't think, and i think showdown uh is a card that is not getting enough respect for how amazing it is But, you know, it's got to find the right show. I don't think you need to be
2: fast, but I think you need to be able to effectively use the card.
1: Yeah. So you got to be fast or your stuff has to be cheap. I don't think fast Um, has anything to do with
2: it. I think being able to cast cards cheaply and being able to scale with it is important. Fast
1: think, as in mana accelerant is I, what I, I I'm saying. Like Jasper Sentinels. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah.
2: fat like I think of fast as mono red. Like I, I, I don't think sure. I, I don't think the speed of your like I think that showdown is a better card when your deck is trying to build a board rather than mm-hmm.
1: aggro your opponent out. And I, yeah, I guess when I'm saying fast, I mean I'm just like looking directly at Jesper, Sentinel, as in just having Mana Accelerant with that card. I think is ex- insanely good. But fast, I guess, is not the right wording. Yeah, I mean, like, you know what I mean? It's lean, right? Because yeah.
0: like sixteen or sixteen of your cards can cost one mana. Yeah. A, uh,
2: yeah.
0: The other, then you have eight cards or like eleven cards that can cost two mana, and then all your other cards are four drops. So sometimes. Yeah. I have noticed that if I hit two fours off of it, it's really bad. And I think I might mm-hmm. like my list is different than the one we're looking at right now. I have okay. less four I have less four drops. Um uh and and I'm still moving around on my numbers and stuff like that. Um, I have like one or two less four drops, not that many less. Um mm-hmm. but you know that's an important thing about this this deck. Um I also play uh Tangle hedron. I play one Evolve and Wilds to go with my uh retreats i have 28 la- resources of mana potential mana when a lot of people play like 26 um mm. you know i do a lot of these things but i've just found this deck to be really fun i actually have been playing this deck in cycling the most because they're the decks that i have the least experience with so i want to learn yeah
1: yeah and kind of in preparation for the event right like this is a deck maybe you're considering uh no, for the Kel- oh, Time
0: championship oh no um i mean i'll, I'll let you know my 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 strategy going into the call time championship, I'll give away because I literally everyone else can use it, but they might not use as good as me. Um, And I did this for um, league weekend too. I think standard is, has a ton of decks and I assume like, I personally assume like half of them are bad, but other people might assume that they're good. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I have rogues for example, as one of the best decks that I wouldn't pick, but like Brian has it higher, right? And yeah, I
3: mean, I have I, I'm high, I, to play I, I just that high, but just think oh, it's sure. Yeah.
2: I just think it's one of the better decks in the format. I, I wouldn't go. Just, I wouldn't be like Rogues is the best deck. You have to play it, but I mean, yeah, it got yeah. second in both of those tournaments, as you guys were saying. And and I just I do mm-hmm. think it is a good deck in this field. Oh,
0: field, I, I I completely agree. Like AKA
2: right, the
1: first loser. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but
0: like there's you know there's a bunch of different Team Adventures lists. There's a bunch of different Cycling lists. There's a bunch of different Nia decks. Um, then Mm -hmm. there's still the same players, right? The whites, the reds, the soul ties, the controls, um, this format just has a lot of decks right now. And I think that more of what should be chosen is undiscovered yet. And also is based around the metagame you predict. And so I just don't think mastering a deck right now gives me much advantage because we all know the adventure cards are good. And we all know that there's not a lot that beats them, right? Like, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't go too far away from this metagame and come up, come out, come out with like, I'm playing and is a control deck because you're going to get fucking pounded by the adventure cards, right? Like that's just For not sure. a possibility. Yeah. So it comes down to metagaming and tuning. And I think the best way to do that is to play every deck some and then more select in the coming days. So I'm actually going to probably switch over to historic. And that's the last topic we're going to talk about because yeah. the historic anthologies comes out tomorrow. And then I'm gonna test that for a while. And that's a format where I could lock my deck in five days early and be fine. But yeah. standard, I'll probably won't know what I'm gonna play in standard until like 24, 48 hours out from deck submission.
1: Yeah, and honestly, I think that's just one of the best things you can be doing in magic. You know, and honestly, that's not that's a thing that's not available to everyone is to play every deck. Right. Wild card constrictions, you know, buying stuff on Magic Online. All these things are tough and it's a factor. But in an ideal world, if you had every single card, just getting to know every deck so that when you see like two decks at the top of the metagame, you're like, Oh, I remember when I was playing X. I destroyed these two decks. Maybe I should look into this a little bit more. But if you don't play every single deck, you don't you know find the weaknesses or find the strengths in a certain deck. But it's such valuable information to keep in the back of your head, even if you never use that info again. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, you you have to you yeah. have to like there's it, it's it's been like uh, tales all his time. You know, should you switch to the deck you think is best in the metagame, or should you play the deck that you know the best? And yeah um there's different answers for for different people for different reasons i mean for one thing is these championships we all every single player gets us fully stocked thanks wizards and parentheses account um yep yep. And hashtag ad, hashtag paid. hashtag ad hashtag sponsored hashtag I, we're not any of these things actually
1: no we're not um, <laughs> we don't know no, no. <laughs> we're the forgotten
0: souls um
1: <laughs> That's because we're all almost 30, dude. That's why. Almost.
2: Almost. I'm getting closer to being 40 than 30 pretty soon.
3: Yeah,
1: I'm still remembered for now, but in three days, I'm forgotten as well. It's 30, you know? Like, Yeah. No, I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think that I mean, I'm just doing my due diligence. Like, I never played cycling before this last, like, week or two, but I'm like, fine, fuck. If it's going to be this good for three weeks straight... I'll learn the cycling decks i never wanted to play them i actually did ignore them for a while yeah i was actually not really playing as that much ma- magic for a while and then for whatever reason i had to do well in two tournaments and actually have a chance in the MPL. and so <laughs> not and now i care you know they
1: made me care again right that happens Rook. to you every year for the last nine years, bro. Yeah, I, I feel really like you're has, like, oh, ah, yeah. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a little bit of a chill oh, start, yeah. not take it too seriously, and then three months later, be like, ooh, if I like, you know, eleven and five this tournament, I got MPL, I get, I get what, level what, eight, I go to worlds, and you're like, like, all right, I'm you in. You know, I,
0: I, I co-founded Melee. I'm trying to get on the business side of things, right? Like, yeah, but like, you know, it keeps me in, man. It's like, you know, you're staying in the MPL <laughs> for a while, and I keep doing well, and I'm. I can't not do it. Like, I don't even know how much I I definitely like the paychecks and I definitely Mm -hmm. enjoy winning, but I think my best motivator, my greatest motivator, which is super unhealthy, probably is I fucking hate losing. I fucking hate it. (laughs) I hate nothing more than losing. I hate it so much. And I have had to control myself, you know, and I've had to do, I've gone a long way of rationalizing losing. Um, but there's just something in me that hates the act of losing.
2: Yeah, I think you. I, I think yeah. you are. I don't know. This is just my perspective, but I think you are more into magic than you think that you are. I feel like you. You are oh, always. Sure you're always trying to, or you're always like on the like. Yeah, I'm. I want to. I want to be out. Like I want to be. You know, move on from it. But I, I feel like. That's you saying that and not you actually feeling that.
1: Yeah, it's Brad trying to soften the blow just in case you do lose it. You're like, yeah, see, I was ready to quit anyways, guys. I said it before, so I'm ready to go now that I didn't make MPO for the first year in the last 48 years, you know? That, like, I do
2: feel like you still do, mm-hmm. like, like it you know i yeah. i i mean Agreed. maybe i'm I wrong didn't, I, but
0: i there no i i do like it right now because things are interesting i definitely don't like it when things aren't interesting
3: yeah um, when, when for formats get stale
1: yeah
0: for, for a year and a half i was you know i was pretty burnt out on what was happening um and no i definitely i definitely do like it but i definitely want to transition away from being a competitive player yeah that that's just a, a wholesome thing like like there, you know we I don't, I don't, this is for another topic, another week, but I don't have confidence that like being a pro magic player, like it's not, I don't have the same confidence I did in 2019 that it's as, as going to be as lucrative or as, as good to aspire to. And I also know for a fact, and, and I know this and you guys can believe whatever you want. If they made me hit the reset button, I would not try to be a pro again.
2: Oh, for so, yeah. sure. The, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I that's, think that's true, and it's true for me
1: too. That's I, you know. that is the one thing that's kind of true for me too. And you know, I, I have gone down the path of stepping away from the pro dream. Not like I was ever, you know, uh, as big of a pro as you two. I was the lonely gold pro for years and years instead of platinum, uh, platinum rich like you two. But I, I love being able to do work outside oh. of playing. Corey, I was and a platinum also, once. yeah you were you were still one world you You were platinum i mean
2: i was platinum because i won worlds otherwise i was a gold pro and then other than that the only other time i hit platinum was right when they ended it
3: oh okay
1: okay well Well, whatever you You were still platinum for a while
2: yeah Yeah. i was platinum only because i won worlds i never for two years it was for one year
0: Mm, i think you got it for two years
1: Either way, you got platinum before yeah. I never got it. You know, that's what I was saying. I was, I've never, I've never hit the highest uh, mark of professional magic. You know, level eight platinum MPL worlds, all that stuff. Um, but you know, I still, I still tried for a long time. But Who's getting most- out of the competitive scene and then being able to dive back into like tournaments like the SCGs or the Insight things, it fight or it feeds my competitive itch. But I've always had that competitive itch. It's just, you know, I got I got to scratch it every once in a while. I just
0: have a question though, real quick. Who is the most winning of all time inside esports player? <laughs> I don't know. Who,
2: it's got to be me. Who, who is it? Well, of course,
1: it's you. Who got second place with the Rogues? That yeah. i that's the person. That I'm thinking all
0: right, all right. Let's let's move on because we have one more topic, um, and we're gonna just brush right. over because we don't have a ton to say, but tomorrow today when this is releasing historic is getting um you know a little bit of a shot in the arm with the historic mm-hmm. anthologies four coming out and uh there, i have a few things to say because most of the cards i do just don't think are going to hit modern like have an impact um
1: or hit historic yeah
0: or hit historic yeah like death shadow maybe uh probably we might not. have to, i don't think so. we probably have to look at raf so. levy's deck again and say hey is, does an extra one drop mean anything because that deck was pretty cool, just a mono black deck, but it played shocks and coming to play lands. Oh yeah, you know those kind I of. I feel cool. like
1: it's just so rough without fetch lands. Because I know it's only one extra damage you're getting each land drop, but that does really add up. That means you can play Dash Shadow on you know turn two, turn three if you got some Thought yep. seasons, But without the fetch land, it's like you know turn three at best, and then turn four. And is you know is that good enough? Maybe it's not I don't even know, just but...
2: one extra damage. It's the fact that your entire mana base can be those lands too. Like yeah. that—that's the yep. big yeah. thing. Is like it, it's even if fetchlands didn't deal damage, they would still be a huge loss for Death Shadow deck because it just means extra chances to get to the shocks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I have a hard time believing that Death Shadow will be good, but I could be wrong. I the cards that look exciting to me are raven inspector for one like
1: yeah, is it are, is it a time that thraven inspector can be good though i feel like magic has moved past the value these of are, these and are inspector the first clues on, on, on
0: arena too right
1: are they maybe
0: i think so maybe there's no, another tireless tracker
1: there. or tireless trackers tireless trackers in historic no it? it is not oh yeah brad would know oh, I would <laughs> <Are you> sure <laughs> I, yeah maybe it was
0: dude tracker would be in jund like
1: it just would. I, I think we, we would i think have we actually already had this argument i think we had this argument like two episodes ago and actually like just checked midstream and realized it was not on
0: there. yeah no no tyler's tracker isn't there we would be seeing it in coco Dex, like they go hand in hand
1: yeah yeah um, i mean the real thing is we get a harmless offering that we can give away that two colorless black black enchantment where you lose the game you know pack. that's that's yeah, demonic pack, harmless act or harmless offering. That's the new broken combo. We should all expect it.
0: Well, one thing that I want to complain a little bit about was we just had Kaladesh remaster come out, and they just kept a card out, <laughs> inspiring sanctuary, statuary, yeah, uh, which is one of my favorite decks ever. Which is just the uh, the psy inspiring statue, statuary, um, paradoxical outcome deck. And odds odds yeah. are tomorrow when this comes out, I will be streaming that deck. Because it's one of my favorite <laughs> decks of all time, and I might as well ruin and crush all my dreams of trying to make it work on stream as opposed to off. Um, yep.
1: I mean, it's probably gonna be I good. do love that card.
0: It's probably not going to be good. You said
2: no. It probably will be good.
0: Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you do get you do get Possibly. some cards that the standard build didn't get right, and and I'll, I'll start working on lists today. Um, I definitely want to because <clears throat> this was one of my favorite decks. Um, yeah, but why wasn't it in Kaladesh? Like... Why is it in this and it wasn't in the fucking <laughs> set that
2: it I was think, printed? in I think it's because. Came out... <laughs> uh, sorry to butt in, but I think it's because people revolted, eh? When they didn't include it in the Get Kaladesh out. remastered thing, oh, and so they were like, maybe. "Okay, let's put it into this one so that people can
0: That's, play with us." That it. makes a lot of sense, yeah, because it's so much be. fun. The card, the card is a lot of fun to play with.
1: And I mean, there's got to be some additions that the deck that we played, you know, back in the day with Psy and um, an inspiring statuary that is, is going to add something to the deck. Like, I think out of all the cards, that's the card that could be broken more than anything, you know, oh, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I want it to be good, but I'm looking at just, you know, the decks that we have planned to talk about. I won't spoil them. OK, yeah, I will spoil them, actually. But like Jund and Aura's decks. Like you think about that, they don't really interact that well or profitably. So a combo deck like this, you know, seems like it could just be insane. Especially Psy being able to chump block, you know, an aura-up creature. That seems really, really like a rough matchup well, for this Also,
0: decks. also, what I love, and I can't wait, is um your wind condition main deck can just be Faye of Wishes. Um. Oh. And because, yeah. you know, it's a body, it can block. Um Mm-hmm. and and it also just like works real it just works well with this because you can also put into play early and then bounce it with paradoxical outcome you could put three outcomes in your main deck and put one in your sideboard
1: um well you got brian's attention anything where your win <laughs> cons are not in the main and you have to search your sideboard for them well i mean, I mean the deck always yeah. played
0: the the gain life card in your main because you had to have it in your main deck but like it's such garbage
2: yeah, the problem oh. is that yeah. Brad's gonna play like cards that win the game in a sideboard. I prefer to play cards that shuffled your graveyard back into your library so that your opponent would later lose the game by running out of cards in their deck. Naturally. That
1: sounds heinous. Yes. That sounds so <laughs> <It> heinous. <was. laughs> no, I
2: I I think I would I would not be surprised if a inspiring statuary Blue artifact deck was very good because it sidesteps.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that uh, historic is a format where combo should be very good, just by the nature yeah, of the format. But the problem right now is that every combo deck is the same. They all mm-hmm. rely on like graveyard or like Graft Digger's Cage just beats every combo deck basically. And like people are, from my understanding, <laughs> mm-hmm. even main decking Graft Digger's Cage right now so i'm I'm putting one
0: copy in this deck minimum
2: oh for sure yeah you should yeah Mm -hmm. and and so like and god for to, to be able to play a combo deck that ignores all the hate that people are playing uh sounds very good to me like
1: yeah, and honestly, you know, I mean, until people start putting Elspeth Nightmare in their deck, like, I mean, you're just True. gonna run away with Inspired Sanctuary, right? <laughs> My
0: God, okay.
2: Dude, Elspeth's <laughs> Nightmare beats every good card from this historic anthologies. It beats the yeah. size that go with Inspiring Statuary. Uh it mm-hmm. it, it beats Iceberg Kankrex, which we all know is an all-star.
1: And yeah. it beats Thraven It kills Inspector. Thraven Inspector. Exactly. It does. Yep. yep. Yeah. And honestly, look at this. It exiles <laughs> the graveyard, so think twice. Cannot be flashback. So, and same with the Dorn Pouncer. You can't, you know, turn. Yeah. <laughs>
3: oh. Yeah.
2: Spider oh spawning too. Oh my goodness, it's just
0: too. Dude, much. that BDM Brian David Marshall. For those who don't know who that is, is gonna <laughs> lose his shit when that card comes out. That's one of his favorite cards. Which one? Spider spawning. Spider spawning. Yeah, it's it's oh. one of his favorite oh, draft okay. formats. He, his favorite. um uh,
1: Commander deck, Commander
0: deck ha- yeah. has it, yeah.
1: I do remember that card. I don't remember the set, but I uh, I do remember playing it.
0: Oh, yeah. No, the card was awesome in yeah. Innistrad Limited. It was like the...
1: Innistrad, it,
0: okay. It became okay. so much fun to force that deck that... Um,
2: the deck was unplayably just, bad because everyone was trying to force it?
0: Exactly, yeah. You would just... Because yeah. the best thing, you could just take travel preparation and go to town. Or no, that was a different... Was that the same, no, yeah, the same it was format? The same.
2: Yeah, I just did that. Everyone's like trying to do these fun, <laughs> cool things. And I'm just like, all right. Avacyn's, oh. Avacyn's Pilgrim, three drop, travel <laughs> preparations, flash it back. Fuck you. <laughs> Get Dude, out that, of my that game. Pro tour,
0: so your first pro tour was Honolulu, right? Uh,
2: that, my, yes.
0: No, Brian's. Yeah, yes. that pro tour really sucked for me because during our limited, like I'm not that good at limited. Um, well, I mean, I'm fine at limited, but it really helps i benefit a lot from the team portion of doing drafts and learning limited with everyone same much yeah. more than like constructed more like i lend more help than i need in constructed and i get more out of limited than i put in that's kind of like the team dynamic right you want some limited players yeah. you want some construct players and that time around everyone was trying to do fucking stupid shit and i just kept getting travel preparations shoved in every pack, so I just kept beating everyone with travel prep decks. And then I get to the tournament and I just never drafted the deck I ended up with. That, you know, because I was always was the travel happened. prep person.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that 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 is what always happened. I that stuff happened to me all the time too, where I would like identify strategies I really liked in the draft format while while travel while we traveled and prepped for the tournament. And then I would get to the event itself and like the person to my right would be drafting what I wanted to draft. So it it wouldn't be open. And I was forced to draft some other archetype that I didn't know how to draft. My deck would always be like so bad. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Just that, that was the, that was the problem of not being like those people like Finkel and Huey and all those guys that are just so insanely good at limited as a format that they're Mm -hmm. able to make those transitions. to those kinds of decks, like, seamlessly whereas i feel like we're more learners so we have to learn things
0: oh yeah we're 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 i mean yeah they're they're savants at magic and maybe like if i could say i'm a savant at something in magic it might be understanding people or metagaming or you could say somewhere i am but it is Mm -hmm. not in that like we are the grinders we are the repetitionists like yeah. we have to we have to get in a bunch of reps before we do anything.
2: Yeah, it's no surprise to me yeah. that the the only time I ever top aided a, a pro tour came with a five-one limited, and it came by drafting the same deck, Grixis control, in both of my drafts, yeah. just straight forcing it. <laughs> not even fucking around, just straight forcing Grixis and uh it yes. worked out so yeah
1: and then playing a deck that nobody on the team played in in modern at all including hey. myself including
0: yourself yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes Oh, uh, that that's got to feel weird because like like yeah just just playing a deck that i mean you played it previously but not for testing for that like all three of my pro tour top eights like i was grinding my deck for the week beforehand yeah Mm-hmm. like for a whole week we had it you know that's how all three times happened oh actually that's not true no. my first top eight uh it was a deck i just picked up the day before the tournament
2: was that <laughs> was that the did you top it that block pro tour is that the was that the
0: one yeah, yeah. like mono green yeah. yeah 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 when but we had like we had the best build of rug i just didn't have confidence back then i was like i'm not good enough at this even though i won a mocks the month before with the first version of it yeah, I still that rug didn't deck, think I was good enough to play
3: that rug deck. Yeah, I should have just played that.
0: Oh yeah, the one that Paulo played. Yeah, our list was very good, and I actually put most of the work into that. Like I was one of the people that was like leading the tuning of that deck. Um, but that top eight actually, I six out limited. It was on the back of that, and I got. i probably brought this up before, but I just yeah. want to bring it up again because it's my actual favorite compliment um, I've ever received by anyone. It was from what Ben was Stark. It? And Ben said, we were all at, at, to dinner and someone was like, who's the best magic player right now? And Ben said, it's Brad, not close. And, and, you know, I was shocked to take that everyone else too. I mean, I just want to pro, I just want to mox and a grand prix now top eight. Like I was starting a a run and he's Mm -hmm. like, did you see his two draft decks? Anyone that could possibly get three wins, let alone go six Oh with them has to be the best player in the world
3: (laughs) so he's just like
0: completely destroying my draft like i was like i thought those were two good draft decks like no they were fucking awful man they were off they were horrible and then i well bet start with more
1: hot takes, jesus Christ. but
0: but the best is the deck i drafted in the top eight couldn't win if you put me up against sparky i don't think i could win like i don't think it could win games of magic (laughs) fair fair um and if you go d- dig dig for that deck grand prix san or pro tour san Juan, look at my top eight deck don't think it could possibly win a game um and i and did play know, during
1: those times so uh you know that was all yeah you, you know, did i wasn't playing at least i wasn't taking it very seriously at that at that moment
0: you were for san juan around that time period yeah you were definitely because like I, remember, I, mean, I wasn't there well no you didn't qualify that was back when yeah, we were but, flopping qualifications yeah. You were literally oh, okay, at the pro okay. tour before that, where you played oh, Just Sky Control.
1: Oh, no, okay, that was okay, that okay.
0: was San Diego where you played Just guy Control when we all played the the awesome Naya
1: Tom Ross deck. Boss yeah, that Naya. was a pretty good choice. On, that was a pretty good choice on my part, right? It was the probably worst. Yeah, it had to have been the worst. We tested. Yeah, it was absolutely. like the first time
0: we tested with a huge team, Brian. Right? Mm-hmm. We just tested with Team Channel Fireball for the first time, and we all went there a week early, and we built this like boss Naya deck. And then the night before the tournament, some dude that we know from North Dakota also qualified got there. He's like, here's my Jessica deck. And It's like, that looks fucking great. I'm going to play that. And he just like died. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. So good. It wasn't good. Not my not my shining moment. Oh, shit. Kind of reminds me
2: of last oh, weekend yeah. where we had this insane rogues deck. And then the night before <laughs> yeah. the tournament, Corey's like, oh, I'm going to play this Mythos Sultai thing and then Mm -hmm. everyone else died I mean it just same thing same Same thing thing. I'm with you a little bit of a
3: betrayal
0: (laughs) but right. well I think that gets us that gets us where we need to be we'll be testing we'll we'll probably break it with uh, mono blue Uh, so don't worry about historic everyone I got that figured out um
1: yes i am excited to see tomorrow uh or yeah, see yeah, next I'm week how, how I'm that deck definitely works. gonna
0: stream tomorrow i think i'm gonna work on the deck today i, I have to figure out what to even put in it you know mm-hmm. um but I'll, I'll work on that today and figure it out but yeah let's get to our casting and crew and i've got a couple cast awesome and crew! special announcements to make too so let's do it let's do it all right so uh before we actually do the casting crew i do want to make a, a special announcement uh last week i did a um I was raising money for a friend's cousin who was fourteen. That you know, just had a lot of stuff bad happen to her cancer. Her family needed money. They were living in a hotel, and mm. our community showed up big. Um, I, I did some giveaways. I was doing a raffle. Uh, I got pied in the face. Um, yeah, you did. But both of you, both of you donated, and so did some of our cast and crew. And I'm going to shout them out. while we're doing the cast and crew, including what okay. they, what they won um i i will contact them eventually to get the stuff out because it's stuff that they already have so we'll talk not not, not everything but like shirts and stuff uh but brian no you actually won two of the raffles really yes what? How is yeah. i didn't even know there
2: were raffles or what was yeah being raffled.
0: there was uh, there was there i was raffling away five of my brad nelson um uh
3: Sleeves or? and
0: five okay. Bash Bros shirts. Hell so you yeah. get to, so you get to get a pack of sleeves and whatever Bash Bros shirt you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome! I'll take I the say, one I go don't for have. The, <laughs> go for the bring back BBD one. Yeah. I think that's ironic if you're BBD wearing. That. Yeah, yeah I don't, awesome. <laughs>
2: Actually, I, I only have one Bash Bros shirt, so I'll take I'll take what I can get. I'm wearing yeah. one right now.
0: Yeah, I will. I will definitely get you the one that you want, and uh, I'll get that sh- ordered soon uh but yeah you won two of the ten
2: (laughs) awesome i didn't i didn't even know that that was happening so that's cool
0: yeah you won i never win i never
1: win i never win anything this is fucking (laughs) yeah Yeah. you
0: you did not win anything um (laughs) uh but yeah so we'll start the cast crew and i guess i'll just i'll tell everyone that who won real quick s sarudi uh you also won uh two things um i'll be contacting you eventually i've been busy so far this week but i'll be contacting you i didn't think you all would rush
1: and then so oh, wait f- brett what uh, brett s won oh that's right you told me about this s won that special one-on-one time with dr unks right yes
0: yes that, we were <laughs> oh, also giving right. that yeah. nice and then okay <laughs> then uh sultan uh showed up fucking big time and donated sixteen hundred and fifty dollars
1: what
0: yes yes holy shit sultan yeah Yeah. so sultan um showed up really big i mean honestly like everyone that donated thank you so much but sultan that that was so generous and i i honestly this this family like i'm not going to get into their personal nitty-gritty and only what they've posted about but like you literally took them from the literal worst possible scenario to a more manageable terrible scenario like i, I and i'll talk mm-hmm. to you personally about this if you'd want um i mean you yeah it's it's kind of insane what you did thank you so much um
1: yeah, that's awesome yeah and you uh, want awesome. you want
0: everything but one of the other things because you gave so much so <laughs> so you, you're gonna have a lot of brad nelson stuff here soon um i'll throw i've been throwing <laughs> something else in and making a little care package um so thank you cool. so fucking much for that generous donation and now we can get to Bino Gautista, who has gotten a wow a promotion. Yeah, um, Bino's B- moving up. Bino is now Brian's personal barista and dog walker.
1: Excellent, but, excellent. Do you have a dog? Yeah, Brian? no, Brian I doesn't don't have a dog. I no. don't have a dog. Oh, yeah, but what is Bino actually walking for you? Like, uh, <laughs> whose dog did Bino take? Is is, is I'll tell you is what is he's it just walking one of the for dog Victoria. walker
0: duty. Is it just one of the dog walker duties? Oh. Oh. Get out.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: the
2: Habino is walking is he's walking back that tone, Corey. Cause you better watch yourself.
1: Oh. Okay, sorry. sorry, <laughs> I'll just move on. Next up, we got S. Saruti, our good buddy, and that is our business analyst. Yep. Really just studies all all of the data and really gets in in into the nitty-gritty of. Is that why he got some one-on-one time list. with the doctor? Alright. Get- yeah, that's why. That's why with the doctors oh, coming
0: Oh no. Alright, we got, we got Inside <laughs> Esports. Sorority, everything comes at a price.
2: Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright. Inside Esports is the Esports event organizer on MTG Melee, where they organize events that are won by the Bash Bros podcast. So, <laughs> that is uh, their role.
0: Oh, this would be insider trading if we actually had amounts of money that mattered, right? True. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Love it. All right. Next up, we got Ian, who is BBP's leading resident pastafarian. Yeah. Um, I uh, I haven't had pasta in a while. It would be whole wheat now. I'm uh, I'm trying to cut back on those carbs. I did eat McDonald's breakfast this morning though, so I'm lying. I'll just I'll fucking go ham on some pasta.
1: hopefully not from mcdonald's can
0: we do non-dairy pasta though because i am i am lactose intolerant
1: oh so stark all right next
2: up we got wappa and that is brad's personal barista but also his personal dog walker however
0: oddly familiar
2: yeah he (laughs) won't walk um bbd but that's you know of course totally fine I don't know. This I is this you also
0: have a personal priest and die walker. Now. Yeah,
2: Wapa's job <laughs> sounds oddly derivative of Bino Gatista's role. Oh, I, Jesus. I... Wow.
0: All right. <laughs> Next up we got Adam, who is our ghostwriter. Now, if you were asking what a ghostwriter is, it is our way of saying if we say something bad, we have a scapegoat. Correct. Um yeah. we, we, zero liability. So so just <laughs> in case we say a racial slur, we'll play a video game oh
2: uh, yeah not, we need we get julian fault. edelman on the cast
3: as a special guest please.
1: <laughs> yeah and actually you know if we if we ever say that we watch mel gibson marathons you know right. that's all ad hand that, so, yeah. yeah if yeah. we
2: ever say we watched a mel gibson movie both a for the movie being bad and b because of who mm. mel gibson is that's where we mm-hmm. need ad here. All right.
0: So two fucking things <laughs> yeah. here. Okay. I I also think Mel Gibson is a piece of steaming shit.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: And right. also I have started this new thing and I am not in control. Well, I'm I'm technically in control of it, but I'm not. So mm. during COVID, I have I have had less and less time to just like like sometimes I don't have a lot of time to grind TV, but I'd also do this thing where i sift through all the thousands of options and never pick anything. Yeah. So now I have this new Mm, thing that if my gut directs me to something for any reason, I just turn it on. I can turn it off 10 minutes later if I want to, or I'll fast forward through the boring shit and go to the scenes that I want to watch. Right. So like I actually watched the movie, but I skipped over like 40 minutes of it probably. And I just watched the alien shit that I wanted to see.
1: Yeah. And that's honestly like just how it is for me watching TV these days, just because I don't watch a ton, like really not that much at all, but it takes, it takes a good show to keep me that interested. You know, like Breaking Bad, for instance, was one of my last absolute favorites. But other than that, like, I just haven't found stuff to watch lately. So I've, I've, I've even been watching like 2020 news shows and stuff like that. I'm watching all kinds of weird shit now um yeah anyways though next up we got david watt and that is our special guest screener once again doesn't seem like david were david watt is actually doing work per se is this thing because we just have brian david we just have david did
2: say that in the uh in the discord that he was out for like two months or something and i guess he just picked the same special guest for two months straight which i thought was a great choice but
1: I guess planning ahead is pretty smart so wow. not, bad, wow. not bad we, David. we let our we, we, we
0: have a cast and crew that can just be gone for two months and we just don't even know it
1: that's all of them Brad
2: that's, mm. that's all of our mm. cast and crew that's fair especially wow. especially Max which is Corey's linguistic coach Well, wow, I had a hard time saying that um, <laughs> <laughs> you better call Max <laughs> But actually, I think Max has been doing a great job lately because I feel like Corey's actually been on point with his pronunciations lately, so
1: kudos yeah, to Max. Yeah, me good words, okay? Yeah, me if, 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 good if words, Corey got so. rid of the uh,
0: like the me and Corey's, then it, it's aces, right?
1: I will say... It's Corey and I, Bradley.
2: I will <laughs> say this, though, Max. If you hmm. can convince Corey to say Naya instead of Naya, it would go a long way for hmm. me, but...
1: Uh, it's it's like seeing you know the blue dress or the yellow dress mm. it's you can do it both ways it's it's up it's open for interpretation it probably oh, man, is I don't, but yeah
0: I don't actually <laughs> remember who it was but there was like a prominent somebody like a prominent streamer doing coverage or just streaming I don't remember but I turned coverage on and they said the same basic magic word but but like mispronounced it like but it's the way that they say it like five times in a row and it tilted me so bad that i turned coverage off in like that that five minute or like one minute like i don't know what it was but it was just like a common word that we say in standard i don't even remember what it was but just it tilted me and i'm like wow i'm on edge fuck you covid
1: that just reminds me of just me doing coverage when i kept calling iron craig feet ice craig feet and i like, just could not get it out of my head and just every time i said it it's, it's a fire card sorry <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, and that's what Paul kept saying. He's like, dude, it literally wouldn't make sense to call it, you know, call it this, and I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, touche. Yeah, I mean, it's also like cool.
2: head. And somebody was, somebody was pronouncing a common standard card, like Improbable Alliance wrong over and over again, and he was just
1: like, I can't, I can't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I've turned on this podcast and Brad's just Like, saying
0: I turned on my stream and then I just kept saying racial slurs.
1: And I just I couldn't it, control myself. Was it a heated
2: gaming moment? I mean, though? I just want
0: you all to know that I've been working on it for upwards of 20 months now.
2: Oh, really? I oh. still
0: don't have it. I still don't have it down, right? But <laughs> I'm continuing to work on not using racial slurs for the last Mm. 20 months
2: All right, so for people who are just for a little bit of background here Papa John has stated that he's been working for 20 months to avoid using racial slurs and (laughs) why do you
1: gotta work that long
2: the center really?
1: Okay. the center for the Miami
2: Heat whose name I'm currently blanking on used Uh a anti-semitic racial slur on his gaming stream the other day to which Julian Edelman who is the Patriots wide receiver uh, made a response to him that I thought was a very well stated response so if you're interested in understanding what the hell we're talking about you can look up those various things also if (laughs) if
0: you just want to follow a reasonable account just look up Burger King UK oh
3: god (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i
3: don't even want to ask oh god
0: so for that context corey this is great uh, oh my
1: god <laughs> yesterday
0: or the day before was international Women's day yep and they had this plan right they are like i we are going to give away x amount of um of what are they called
2: scholarships uh,
0: scholarships yeah scholarships Brothers? to our female employees if they want to pursue the culinary arts
2: yep Okay right. but that how they
0: executed right. it is they tweeted women belong in the kitchen.
2: So okay they no tweeted way. women belong in the kitchen as its own standalone tweet but then they immediately <laughs> responded to it. So you know how you can like you can do like a tweet thread where you tweet like yeah. five tweets at once. Yeah. They did yeah. that. So the first tweet was just women belong in the kitchen <clears throat> and then the second tweet was like well, sure if, that if they <laughs> want to um because we're now doing the scholarship program for women Culinary uh you know education or whatever. But of course, the entire internet just (laughs) only took the first tweet of women belong in the kitchen, and it just became like this huge scandal. And I thought it was absurd and absurdly stupid that everyone made a big deal out of that. But then today I found out that they were only giving away like fifty thousand dollars, which isn't that much. So now I'm back on the fuck Burger King. (laughs)
3: Oh, side yeah. of it. Wow,
1: like, what's like, what's next? Are they going to start talking shit about Tron now too or what? Probably. Yeah.
3: They Jesus also Christ. they also stole
0: that joke from um Dr. Horrible sing along vlog too. Cuz that was like one of the best jokes in that show if you ever watched it. It was oh, just I loved it. Yeah, so just Nathan Fillion is the superhero and he's just reading um a script in front of people and he's just like I hate the homeless problem in our community
3: (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) see i actually and here's a little context too is i actually made a tweet yesterday about uh about how like risk averse i've become i've become when it comes to tweeting and i just don't feel like i can actually tweet things anymore the one of like there were like five or six different tweets that I wanted to make over the last few days. And one of them was a joke about Burger King's women belong in the kitchen (laughs) joke. And I thought it was a pretty funny joke, but I just know that I can't make it because somebody who doesn't know me, who has no context of the fact that I'm making a joke is going to come in, see that tweet, blow it up. And I'm going to get fucking roasted on Twitter for it.
1: Yeah, and you're gonna have to deal with it for an hour or something, and it's gonna stress you out. I feel the exact same way. You know, I I used to post stuff online, just to be funny and stuff. It was never trying to hurt anyone or anything, but you know, just some jokes here and there. But yeah, I feel the same. I just don't even do it anymore. It's not worth it. Yeah, and it's like, I, yeah.
2: and some jokes are in bad taste. I yeah, don't think a joke making fun of a corporation for making a bad joke is in bad taste. But the thing is, is that somebody else is going to not understand the context of it. And and then oh, yeah. for oh. them, it's going to be in bad taste and then they're going to make a yeah. big deal out of it. And you know, chances are nothing comes of it, but what's the upside of making a tweet like that? Like I, I like to do it because I think it's fun and I like the inter- interactions and making people enjoy reading that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. when the downside Is that it could cost me Like my career It's just never worth it
0: Oh for sure And yeah. Paul Kassarowski
1: Who is BBD's wall scary <laughs> photographer We're still doing this? Holy shit I thought we ended the cast already y'all I thought we were just chilling Okay yeah Wait. Let's
0: continue
2: the casting <laughs> The entire fucking time God damn Whoa I, Okay
1: Jonathan You're gonna
2: have to edit out Like I'm gonna have to write a list You're gonna have to edit out Like 15 things I said <laughs>
1: Did you all think we were done?
0: No. no. Oh, okay. All
1: right. All right. <laughs> and the joke, joke number two sails wide and right over right, Brad Nelson's Phil, who We actually don't know
0: what Phil does. All we right. don't even JP, know. JP, who is BBP general manager. We don't even know who's
2: supposed to say what Phil does.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. So we got Phil next. And honestly... One thing, Phil's really good at keeping us on topic. He's really, really good in the business meetings about just making sure everything is done on a you know a good A B C manner. He always wants to be closing, you know, always about the numbers and just really good employee. Have
0: you even ever seen that movie?
1: No, he hasn't. Which movie? <laughs> yeah. All right. Exactly. <laughs> he is our
2: BBP general manager, and the problem with that is that none of us can be fucking managed. So, oh, God, Or we're no.
1: generally not BBPs. We're
2: all Kanye so. Wests. So
0: Next <laughs> next up we've got Sultan Abassi, uh who's our designated mana dork and I'm guessing our mana dork this week is Inspiring Statue. Mm, no it isn't. No I,
1: no I think it's Sultan Nabasi. Sultan Nabasi threw so many numbers out there <laughs> yeah. that Sultan Abassi himself gets to be the designated mana dork this week for being so generous. I'm yeah. Jasper Sentinel.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna go with that, but I'm definitely uh, my, my eyes are on fucking the prize right now, right? I'm I you've been playing yeah. Mox Opal in Historic when you shouldn't be for so long. I'll take the helm now, Brian. I'll I'll take over. <laughs> All
3: right, Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Hold just, his coffee. Mox He's Amber, sorry, in. Mox
0: Amber. Can't
2: even say the right one. Jeez. <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. Next up, we got Eric Knoll. Eric Knoll is the BBP trash man. You know. I'm sure Eric Nall is on planning his next exploration to space to try to blow up a trash meteorite or something, probably typing something out as we speak. But for now, is just a gentle BBP trash man.
2: Corey, when you said that, it just made me immediately think of like some sort of like collaboration with Daft Punk and Eric Nall.
1: Oh, sorry, Daft Punk broke I up. I know so they that's did. Not so <laughs> it also
2: interlays that into a trash joke. I, I it's just
0: was Daft Punk the band that yeah. didn't do anything for like 15 years and then announced a breakup.
2: Yes, yes, that was
1: that. Yeah, Brave yeah. It's them. the Paul Pierce. It's the Paul Pierce of of breakups. There, like <laughs> maybe Brian will get that one, right. but <laughs> I'll tell you what I do get, and that's
2: Gary Meldy who is our merch store manager. <laughs>
3: <All right.
2: laughs> good because nobody else is
0: getting merch so that i'm glad you're getting, I'll be getting, getting there.
2: sleeves and a shirt so get Rex.
0: hell yeah you will <laughs> all right next up we got patrick who is the office party coordinator and i've been really needing a party i'm not gonna lie i've uh okay. I'm, i mean the sun's coming out now we, we have less writing season we have blue skies today i mean i'm i'm <laughs> i'm kind of semi-rushing this because i'm hoping that i don't have any like melee work i've like already done a bunch of tweets like I've been preparing, and I just want to go out to a dog park today. I stand by my statement of
2: never wanting to do a party again. Thanks, Patrick. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, Patrick, my birthday's coming up, so we might need a birthday party planned here pretty soon. So, uh, yeah. All right. Next up, we got Filippos Galanis, and that is Brad's soundboard operator. Uh, not doing a great job here because, or doing the best job, actually, realistically. I take it back because Brad's soundboard is not operational. So, great work.
0: My soundboard got erased, and so I don't have my old oh, ones anymore. Still, like, I don't have Brian Sane.
2: I don't want to have to fucking do this shit anymore.
0: No, it didn't save shit. <laughs> I Wow. Filippos, like, <laughs> what the hell? Oh, Come wow. on. Filippos fucking punt. Fucking punt. I, I, I thought I was Philippos. recording it.
2: Wow. We get to blame Filippo. Well,
3: well,
0: he's not going to do it that again. was such a clear doesn't good jump good
3: one. On it command. was a better
0: one than the first one.
2: Well, the first one was yeah. super whiny, you know? Like, yeah. That
1: w- <laughs> I should have all said right. that.
2: That was, It, it oh, wasn't no. that wine.
1: Yeah, thank but, god you didn't
2: <laughs> Alright, Loror is our chief executive officer and That's all I gotta say about that yeah. He's our chief.
1: Vic- okay. okay,
0: Victor mm-hmm. is Corey's first place trophy holder Who ha- just got another <laughs> trophy From winning the Inside Esports yeah. 5k this past weekend
1: I'm right. hoping I actually get a trophy Inside Esports, you gotta uh, Send me some actual hardware Have here. they paid you yet? I, I need to feel something no, I haven't been paid yet. Oh, so like, they can you know take what? it I'll, out of your winnings. will take the hardware. That's fair. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> and uh, somebody else that can take stuff out of people is uh, a doctor. No, oh, and that's it. That's our the end of the, the, end of the podcast. Thank you <laughs> so much,
0: everyone, for listening to another episode <laughs> of the Bad Bros podcast. We appreciate all twenty of twenty one of you, cast and crew, for supporting the show. Thank you, everyone. Each and every one of you and all of you listeners that are still listening to this, uh, thank you and good night. Dr. Oms is a resident. Dr. Ons talks but